Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host. And today, we're here to give our thoughts and reflections on Orphan First Kill, the prequel to the 2009 film titled Orphan. So it's a prequel Sunday for us today. I know it really is. It's it's been crazy. I feel like there's just a lot of prequels out there that are happening right now between uh, House of the Dragon, uh, Lord of the Rings as well, and this uh, Better Call Saul. It's crazy. Some crazy, crazy stuff. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter, FMOptics, or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how the heck are you? Are, are you ready to adopt today? Uh, a girl named Esther. The the tagline for this one is kind of funny. There's there's always been something wrong with Esther. Because the first tagline <laughs> was, there's something wrong with Esther. I, I feel like we should start off with a, a little mini review for you for the, from, for the first movie. Since you watched it the other day for the first time. That is a great idea. So, um, for those who don't know, yeah, I watched uh, Orphan 2009 uh, for the very first time to prep myself for Orphan First Kill. And I got to say, that's that movie was so wild. <laughs> like, it's, it's a bit of a hidden gem. It really is. I mean, and Devin already knows this. For any new listeners out there, I'm not like the biggest horror fan like I'm, i've been dipping my toes into a few things here and there sometimes i have to like force myself to watch a few things i'm not super crazy about but you know i i i soldier on but um <laughs> yeah the first orphan i actually liked it a lot like it was the twist was crazy and but i won't say the twist just for people who haven't watched it who are like me um out yeah, there if you haven't seen it you should really just go in blind the first one Right. And I, I actually feel like watching, like, I feel like for those who haven't seen the first one, who want to watch the second one, you should definitely watch the first one first because yeah. the uh, Orphan's First Kill, even though it is a prequel, um, it does give the twist away and just pretty much everything that we learned in the first movie uh, for Orphan. But yeah, um, First Orphan was really good. Like, I just, whew, man, oh man, I was. I was on the edge of my seat. It was very suspenseful. For some reason, I thought that she was like, you know, possessed or something. But that's what they want you to think. Yeah, she's just crazy. <laughs> she's just, you know, a, a little, uh, a, a few screws loose in the head. But yeah, those are just like a few of my initial thoughts of the first orphan. Definitely worth watching. And you definitely should watch it before watching orphan first kill which is now streaming on paramount plus and it's also playing in theaters i don't know if it's playing like i think it's from what i saw it was like select theaters but i'm not entirely sure but we both watched this at home <laughs> so <laughs> i i didn't feel like venturing gotta, to gotta the, put that paramount plus to use sometimes yeah I'm, hey honestly man that's it's that's very true between that and song of the hedgehog and uh what else? Oh, yeah. Scream is on there as well. I almost forget about that. Scream is on there. Uh, the, the new Scream. Uh, yeah. So, but definitely, uh, definitely watch your first movie before watching Orphan First Kills because it gives away a lot for the second movie. 
um, 100%. So uh, with all that said, Devin, are you ready to get into our, our Orphan First Kill review for all of our listeners out there? Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Orphan First Kill. I think something's going on with Esther. Is there anything you want to tell me about your time away? How's that possible? Four years ago, she was still drawing stick figures. Esther's behavior has been so erratic. Hello, Mommy. Thank you, Mommy. I know, Mommy. I did notice some inconsistencies. What are you getting at? To me, it felt like a performance. And we are back. You just heard a little snippet from the trailer from Orphan First Kill. And the story is as follows. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from the Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. And the cast is as follows. Uh, we have Isabella Furman, uh, Julia Stiles, and Rossef Sutherland. And yeah, this this movie, um, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be completely honest. So um, I actually think I'm going to go first this time when it comes to uh, initial reactions, you know, change it up here a little bit. But uh, before we go any further, really quick, we will be getting to our initial reactions, then a bit of spoilers. And we'll let you guys know when we are getting to that spoiler section, then our Easter eggs, uh, final thoughts and then ratings. So um, as far as my initial reactions go, um, I thought this movie was like just OK. I mean, obviously, you're you're asking someone to return to play a character who isn't nine years old anymore. Um, there's a lot of crazy like camera shots, like trick shots within this movie that are noticeable, but it's not like, oh, that looks bad. But it's kind of like the uh, the Hobbit effect of what they did for uh, that movie, kind of like um, playing tricks on the camera to make, you know, hobbits are supposed to be very, very tiny. So, you know, the, the way that they were able to get around that. But uh, for Orphan's First Kill, you know, it's 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 OK. I think it's OK, but not like great. Um, obviously, you you have um, a few returning people. Obviously, you have Isabel uh, Furman uh, returning back as uh, Esther. But, you know, she she has that that sick twick like twist like sadistic you know it's it's still there but something's like really missing and i don't know if this necessarily needed to be made um i think the first movie is fantastic on its own right as i said before um but i i'm trying to figure out what else have we learned about Esther that we didn't know already like there are a few things where you know we we get a few like oh a small little easter eggs here and there of you know how she came up with a few of um I guess her murder tactics within the first orphan movie uh, that came out in 2009 um there's a pretty interesting twist within this movie as well um, I'm not sure how I feel about that either, um, but we'll definitely talk about that once we get more into spoilers. Um, but yeah, the family, this is like the first family that she comes across during her her, her murder spree, I guess you, you could say. Uh, the first um, the first of many 
But um, overall, you know, it's it's filled with jump scares. You know, some of the I, I guess some of the kills are kind of clever. I feel like they were way more clever in the first film for sure. But yeah, I'm still pondering if this movie needed to be made and I'm not sure if it, this was just me or not, but I felt like it had like this, like dreamy kind of like film. Um, yeah, it was foggy. Very, yeah, very foggy movie. Um, I'm not sure if they just did that to kind of like, like, if, like, you know, the aesthetic, it's, it's very soft almost. It has like kind of that soft look to it. I'm not sure that's just the aesthetic of the film or they needed that to kind of, you know, hey, we're we're asking, um, <laughs> we're 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 asking uh, Isabel to come back and play Esther, and I believe she's about twenty five, twenty six right now. It's okay. I mean, I mean, I love her work. You know, she was in uh, the Hunger Games for a brief moment. Uh, she did some really great stuff there. But other than that, I haven't really been following her all that much. But it's, it's something's missing for sure. But that's just a few of my two cents of my initial reactions, but I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions on orphan first kill. Yeah. As far as like unnecessary sequels, I think the, the main one that you have to compare them all to is don't breathe because that, that is probably the most unnecessary sequel of all time. And I think this one is, is definitely a big step up from that just because they did a really good job of setting up characters that go against, um, Esther that are actually interesting and you actually might dislike in comparison to Don't Breathe 2 where they try to make imagine if this movie tried to make Esther a hero which they definitely <laughs> didn't but that's what Don't Breathe 2 did and it's just that was just insane but this is definitely a step up from that I do agree that there's definitely some flaws here but I think the twist definitely Definitely was a saving grace for me because I was starting to lose interest and then the twist comes along and it's like, okay, there's something here. There's something to follow along with and something to be intrigued about. But yeah, overall, it was definitely um, all right. Definitely had some issues. Had another miraculous escape. That seems like it seems like a theme recently, a miraculous prison escapes. Like this one was just comically funny, how easy it was. Of course, the description says it was brilliant. That's That's in heavy quotations there. I mean, I guess I guess she was she was smart to try it, but a lot happened that made it look way too easy. But other than that, um, not not many not many kills. But it's very interesting that she's playing a nine year old now, and she was a nine year old back then playing an adult, and just kind of mm. reversed. <laughs> very interesting dynamic there. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, she definitely has like a baby face. Like, I think Isabel has definitely like that big baby face vibes. But I, I do agree when um I will say I was losing a little bit of interest here, but that twist did make it more interesting because I was like, oh, that is something that I didn't really see coming like at all. It's something new. I'm like, don't breathe. Right. Yeah. And like, obviously with, like you said, with don't breathe, they, what do they call an, an anti villain? I was like, I don't really know what that means, but yeah, yeah, they definitely don't try to, there's no like redeeming qualities for Esther. She's just, she's just a psychopath, but, but they still do somewhat a good job of making you root for her in this movie because they set up other interesting characters that might not be so great themselves. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of, you know, um, 
black sheep within this um, within this herd. And of course, before Orphan First Kill, uh, this movie does this movie does take place, I think, three years before the events of the first Orphan movie, because I believe <laughs> it's weird that I'm saying this, but um, Esther and Orf and Orphan 2009 was like 33 years old. In this movie, she's like 30. But it's, I mean, apparently this is like an actual condition, but it's like, it is so weird. Yeah, this is, it's it's really interesting if you do any research, because it is based on true stories. There are stories of like these, these like grown adults that have faked being like missing children in the past. And they actually like move in with the family and, and try to get away with it as long as they can. There's some really interesting documentaries about it, but it's just, it's crazy that people go to these distances just to try to change up their life. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. And it's, yeah, obviously it is very, um, I mean, it's very apparent here that she's, well, like we, I guess we never really get like, I mean, we know that she comes from, you know, this asylum like this arkham asylum type place but we don't know why she is the way she is she kind of just is but that's what kind of makes it interesting for a character like we don't like i thought this was going to be more of like the backstory as to why or how she became the way she is but it's really just you know a few years before the events of the first orphan and you know she just <laughs> miraculously gets out of like it is it is <laughs> <laughs> stop right there um so before i go any further i do apologize uh we're about to get into our spoiler section so that is your first spoiler warning for orphan first kill again that is your second spoiler warning for orphan first kill so if you haven't seen it yet um definitely i, I would recommend watching this at home i would not spend money to see this in a theater i mean it it pains me to say that but i just wouldn't <laughs> not for this movie unless you know you're conveniently by a movie theater by the time you're listening to this podcast and it's like man oh they're playing orphan first kill today let's let's go check it out kind of thing but um so yeah now we're in our spoiler section um i guess the big spoiler of this entire movie is that the uh the i guess the big plot twist is that you know she she moves in with this family whose you know daughter has been missing for a while and she kind of looks like the the person for sure, but you kind of uh, find out that um, the the mother and the brother um, <laughs> kind of like killed their own, you know, kin. Um, yeah, accidentally almost. We didn't really see it play out. But but they're not good people, and they are they're very rich, and they use their power and wealth and influence to get away with something like that, and they plan on doing it more in the future. But I feel like I feel like none of this movie works at all if they didn't get somebody like Julia Stiles to play the mother because she, to someone had to be able to pull off that heel turn like that and I think she did a great job just having an established actress be able to play that role I think that was really very important for this movie kind of like in the first one where the two parents were like really good actors even back then like they weren't like as big but Vera Farmiga has always been a great actress and. That's why the first movie works so well, because you get these established actors that kind of can help move the story along. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, I, I there are there are a lot of aspects of this movie that I I really did enjoy. Um, I I think the character uh, development or you know having those characters with this like big dark secret um really did change the game, uh for sure. Yeah, and like I, I mentioned just, before, they they did a good job of actually making you root for Esther in this one. Like yeah, because uh Trisha and Gunner, oh my God, Gunner was awful. I, I was so happy and he died. Yeah, they should have named him Fencer because he's such a <laughs> cool guy in his fencing gear. He's hey, he's 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 gunning to go fencing. I, I I don't know, but yeah, he's like some like champion, like junior champion or something like that of fencing. Which I was like, okay, cool, but like, I mean, it didn't really do anything for his character. I mean, I guess he he pulled out like a half broken uh, fencing stick. It just, it just <laughs> adds to his his douche bravado. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, um for for the the twist, I I did enjoy how I mean, again, it's kind of like within the first movie, you know, you you see how Esther's able to manipulate these characters in a in a well-crafted way. I mean, it kind of works here. Um, but it's kind of like I, a, I, a cat and mouse game in this one between right. the parent and the brother and mother kind of going back and forth. There's a there's a scene where there's a rat or a mouse and there's a there's a milkshake slash smoothie and that uh that was uh, pretty good, Esther. You, you got her yeah. on that one. That that is very comparable to what happened when she picked the flowers in the first movie. I was yeah. like, oh, no, but yeah, that, that really shocked me for sure. That, that definitely did. Um, yeah, I guess like, I guess we can just talk about the kills really quick. So, I mean, the way that she was able to, like I, I said before, um, <laughs> her, her escape from the Institute was, it just seemed way too easy. She just, she seduces a guard, which I mean, Sure, that could happen, but he's closing his eyes the whole time. Like it's just it's way too easy. And then she <laughs> she gets out of the, her room and then makes it to the front door. And there's a giant guard. And then she just sicks this weird, crazy, sadistic hallway monitor female that's also a, a part of the ward. And she just overpowers this giant guard somehow because she wants a piece of candy. <laughs> she really wanted that candy. <laughs> But it was, um, I, I did like how they were able to do like the camera shots because obviously she is taller now. Um, but I, well, I, it's, it's weird because, you know, if this was like a sequel, again, you know, sequels are kind of just hit or miss sometimes. I don't think this is a bad prequel, but I wonder if it would have worked better if it was a sequel. But as we learn in the first Orphan movie, she dies in the, the, the pond. So, but, but like, it was kind of like perfect. But then again, even with the first orphan movie, it kind of just ends after that, you know, like the mom and, and uh, deaf daughter, they, they kind of just, you know, they, they leave and they're like, that's it. Like there's, there's nothing else, you know, like the, the brother's still in the hospital. We don't know if he's like, you know, alive, alive, or that they tried to like revive him back. Um, but for uh, this movie, it kind of just focuses on like that first house fire that we kind of hear about in uh, Orphan 2009. Yeah, the uh, the fire CGI was a bit rough. Oh, There's yes. just so much of it. 
Yeah, I was like that. That that didn't. Mm-mm. But I mean, I feel like this movie kind of just came out of nowhere. Like I, I knew it was coming up, but I guess it like almost just flew underneath the radar. But um, for an hour and thirty minutes, like I would say honestly, for like the first hour, it kind of just was like a slow build. But definitely the the rat and the shake was very crazy. Um, but you don't you really don't get like the big reveal until maybe like. There's like maybe like 30 minutes left, like maybe like an hour, maybe 15 minutes into the movie. And that's when, you know, like the elephant is, you know, the elephant in the room has been addressed. And now there's like this power struggle between the mother, the son, and then Esther. So like, they're all crazy. But like you said, you're kind of rooting for Esther to get out of there. But because it's like, why do you, how do you kill your own daughter? But I guess like the son was like, play roughhousing with her or whatever and then i guess she like fell down some stairs or something i really don't know we don't yeah, i guess they, they probably should have showed what happened yeah i because I, I was kind of interested to see what was going to go on there but yeah and then of course they had to make like a few corrections throughout you know her going back to therapy and i mean it is it was an interesting like dynamic between you know you you have esther who's trying to pawn off as this girl she knows nothing about this girl or his family so she kind of has to play dumb until you know whenever and she then can the mom and brother also have to start playing dumb because they are murderers who are trying to get away with it on their own end that poor father i kind of want this mo- i kind of want this movie to be called orphan uh, dilf hunter like she just kind of kills <laughs> kills dads left and right. That's just her job. I think we should go back. We should get a pre prequel, yes. a, a pre requel or Dilf something. Slayer. Like <laughs> it is just so weird. I, I felt so bad for that father though. But I mean, the way that the entire family dies. I mean, they just kind of fall to their, you know, their deaths. But I guess that's one way to kill them. Yeah, and then the brother gets a, gets the crossbow to the chest and then stabbed. I like how they kind of foreshadowed that because he was like, when he got um, Pepper's Raid, he was like, it feels like I'm getting stabbed a thousand times. Yeah. And then he got stabbed a thousand times. <laughs> he really was like the worst kind of person, though. <laughs> and I mean, you know, obviously this is not for children, so do not take your children to go see this whatsoever. Um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes pegs it as a horror slash mystery and thriller. Um, I wouldn't really call it a mystery, but it's definitely like, like horror, I guess you can call it thriller, but I feel like thriller is more lighthearted horror, but I don't know. Either way, I, I thought it was, I thought it was just fine. Like there are aspects about it that I liked, but I just found a, they, they, they were able to pull off making a movie, you know, movie making movies are very hard, but they're still able to pull off, you know, passing um, Isabel as a nine-year-old girl um in this movie but it was funny because anytime they cut away where she's walking like that's clearly somebody else Uh, (laughs) actress (laughs) very tiny i was like okay but like you kind of have to do that i mean thank god they didn't use like i don't well at least i don't think they used any like de-aging face technology like that was just like her face but yeah they kind of had to like yeah we need you to like sit on your knees <laughs> so like when you're looking up at somebody we can we can have this conversation but i will say the camera work was when it came to giving the illusion that she is still what like 
three feet tall or something of that nature, maybe four feet. Uh, I will say I, I will uh, hats off to the the cast and crew for able to, you know, keep that illusion uh, going. Cause it, I think it, I actually think it kind of works. You know, they, they had to work around some camera work, like I said before, but it was very, um, it, it was very interesting for sure. But uh, let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here. So Devin, I'm going to pass it back over to you so you can give your final thoughts and ratings for Orphan First Kill. Yeah, overall, it was, it was pretty enjoyable. Like it's an hour and a half. It's going to it's gonna go by pretty fast. And like I said before, the, the twist in this one ends up being the saving grace because it, it adds some intrigue into what would have been or could have been a very uninteresting story where she just kind of repeats the same things as the as the first movie but this one kind of adds a bit of intrigue into that definitely definitely not amazing but it's it's watchable like if you like the first one it's a good time you get to get to spend more time with esther and her craziness <laughs> kind of kind of becoming a cult icon here in the horror horror scene but i think so so yeah, I feel like they were able to capture like a bit of the same magic that they have from the first one, but I feel like the first movie was just such a lightning in the bottle experience, but they were still able to, you know, like I said, with the camera work, they were able to pull this off. Um, I, like and I they said kept before, things, they kept things interesting where they could have mm. gone very safe with it and just done the same thing again. Right. They mixed it up, which I appreciate. Right. Yeah. There are a few mix ups here, but. Again, I, I still feel like, you know, this isn't really giving us it's giving us a mix up because it's Esther dealing with a new group of people, which I think that's when the dynamic kind of comes in. Uh, but if it was kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to have like kind of the same similar characters here or there. But, you know, it's going to be more or less the same as the first movie. I don't think it would have worked. But with her interacting with a different family you know, and kind of getting her start, I guess you could say, uh, of for, of her escapes. That's, I think that's the interesting part. But I feel like this movie also didn't really tell us or show us anything new that we didn't already know already. Like, you know, we got a few Easter eggs with the painting, you know, uh, with the, uh, with the black light uh, switching on and off uh, to reveal like a different, you know, canvas or different painting with on the same canvas. Um, you know, and I mean, she seems to just always had her scars there. Um, but you know, she kind of gets into those, those classic, uh, you know, choker and bands, um, all together, those, those black ones. And then she just has a Bible with her, which I guess I just, yeah, it's just her Bible. <laughs> there's nothing really like, I mean, there's pictures, there's like a picture in there for this one, but versus the, the first movie. But yeah, overall, I thought, I thought it was okay. I would probably give this one just like a solid 70. This all around, like it's, it's not terrible. Definitely not the worst uh, horror movie of the year as we've uh, seen, as we've witnessed already. But yeah, overall, I, I, th- I think it's, it is, it is definitely watchable. I, I will agree with you on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so. right there with you. I'm sitting at like a like a 67. Um, there are yeah. definitely parts where it kind of feels like a lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> the beginning is rough, and then the end is is kind of rough with all the CGI fire. But other than that, I'm, I'm glad they differentiated themselves from the sequel enough to keep things interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It's yeah, it definitely watch it if you've watched the first one. If you haven't watched the first one. 
I encourage you to watch the first one before you dive into the second one, because I think you'll have a better time. And I'm really glad that I watched the first one before diving into the second one, because I would have been lost and it kind of would have sucks. You know, this is one of those prequels where it's like, it is a prequel, but you need to watch the first movie in order to understand the second movie. Um, or it's, you know, it, it doesn't have that lasting effects if you're just watching this, but I kind of hate it when that happens. Cause like, it just feels like it's a sequel at that point, even though it's a prequel. So, but yeah, that pretty much concludes our review of orphan first kill. And if you've liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need and really quick um, coming up on our show or actually what's what's out now. We have our bodies, bodies, bodies review that we reviewed a few days ago, as well as our the Sandman review um, that is up on the podcast. And by the time this is out, our Game of Thrones House of the Dragon, a.k.a. Game of Thrones Hot D episode one review will be dropping. That is completely spoiler free so anyone can listen to it we're just giving our our two cents you know our initial reactions on the first episode so we'll definitely be covering that weekly for you guys as well as she hulk episode two that will be dropping um this coming friday um august 26 yeah august 26 Man, we're almost done with August. This is so crazy. And definitely keep a, a lookout for our uh, Rogue One Star Wars story series revisited as we gear for Andor. Definitely follow us on Film Optics um, over on Twitter. Again, that's Optics with an X for all these updates. There's a lot to keep up with because we're kind of on their schedule. But yeah, that's um, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So Uh, We'll see you guys later on. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one.